Shuppa Maniacs. You're listening to another Hard Stop edition of the Shop Talk Show. I'm Dave in the shed. Rupert with me is Chris in the office choir. Hey, Chris, how are you doing today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, I should, I still have the booth, you know. I should just still walk the over there. I just got into a bad habit of not being like, oh, crap, we got to do the show. I'll just do it right here at my desk. If my podcast studio was not the place that I was sitting, we do, this would be a dramatically different show. Yeah, probably one out of five we'd make, you know what I mean? So if I had to move my, uh, my butt cheeks more than a foot, it would be a disaster for us. So, yeah, I don't know. It's already set up though. Imagine you had it and it was, it's 10 steps away. It's already got a nice mic mounted in there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'll get there. We'll see how necessary it is anymore, but I miss it a little bit. There's something to be said, like, Clocking in, right? Showing yeah. up, doing the thing, getting in the the right the right sphere of your physical space can impact your mental space. You know, I think that's science. So indeed, indeed, yeah. I downloaded a new a new app today. I was um mm-hmm. I was using this one called Beeper for a minute, which is this like combined service that tries to smash all your messaging stuff together. I even remember ADM back in the day. It was like a little yeah. duck. Yeah, and it was like, oh, I have I have like five different services, and I just don't want to care anymore. <laughs> so I want to smash them all together. Uh, I used to like that. I used to. I don't even know that I cared that it smashed the services together. I just kind of liked the the UI at one point. Mm-hmm. Now you go to that web page, and it looks old, buddy. Looks really ADM. Yeah. Uh, well, that was such a weird era because it was like. Apple had iChat, which was based on Jabber, which, you know, like Mm -hmm. we had like for a brief moment in 2006 or seven, we had a universal chat protocol and then it just social media showed up and just killed it. So, yeah, right. Because they wanted to they already have their own auth or something, right? So they want you to talk with other people on their system, it, mm-hmm. which in a, in a way kind of makes sense. You know, if like I was going to build a, a chat feature into CodePen in a way, and we, it kind of had one for a minute there. Uh, like if you're in collab mode, you could open a little chat window and talk to other people that were in there with you. Mm-hmm. My first thought wasn't like, I'm going to use a global protocol for this. I'm like, Dude, no, I'm just gonna have a chat window and the messages. Stuff and text go. in a database. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it worked fine. And nobody was like, this should be jabber. You know, like I've got zero <laughs> requests for that. But but when the scale gets bigger, then it becomes more maybe you should have, you know? Like yeah. Facebook Messenger now is like a totally proprietary little thing. And it's a little weird because it's like, what if threads gets DMs? then that's weird. Instagram has its own messaging. They own WhatsApp. That's messaging. They're responsible for all sorts of messaging. You'd think they'd even be incentivized internally to be like, maybe we should tie this stuff up a little better with a bow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the, but what I was trying to say is that this beeper is kind of a new idiom in a way, or in, you know, maybe mm-hmm. there was other mm-hmm. apps that combine them together, but it, but it does the hard ones, you know, it, 
it gets WhatsApp in there, which, you know, requires you to scan a QR code and authenticated thing and who knows how signals works and uh, Facebook Messenger works in there. Your LinkedIn DMs can come in, you know, it, it feels like a modern list of places where people actually talk to each other and then it tries to smash them all into one interface s- such that you don't have 10 apps on your phone just for that or you can tuck them away in a folder or yeah yeah you know you're, you're not missing messages because you just you don't log into certain ones or something so it tries to combine them beeper was all right i thought it was you know they did a admirable job at making it together it just didn't stick with me because i it was one of those things where i'm not sure i actually had the problem like i don't mm. i'm not so buried in messages that I want, you know, it to me, it was like another app instead of combining apps. It was <laughs> add a new one or something. It just didn't do what I wanted it to do. And then a few weeks ago, I read that Automatic in, in their terror of buying stuff, which I always, I think is always, they're just a fascinating company to follow, really, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had bought this one called Texts. Just Texts. Oh, yeah, I saw Great that. name. Yeah. And if, you know, I, I threw it on my drafts folder, as you do. Yep. As us bloggers do, you know, and was like, that's interesting. The beeper didn't stick with me, but, you know, of course, I'm in, I'll, I'll try whatever. So I just downloaded it uh, this morning, actually, and started setting up stuff, found a million bugs and <laughs> whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm already a little frustrated by it. But I, I think the, the UI is is nicer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to have me con- convinced in that one. I may give it a shot. Does this appeal to you, this idea of smash apps into one? I, I could see it. Um, you kind of had me at LinkedIn. Uh, just, just from like a, because like what website am I not checking? But that's probably like an important one, you know, like, like uh, is LinkedIn. Um, and then, you know, my wife actually sends me memes her her um tiktok is instagram right so uh so she sends me i'm in the same boat we're me we meme back and forth at least once a day but are you on different memeing platforms with your partner (laughs) like it's that's what that's the problem we're having is i send like youtube shorts and she sends me instagram reels and we're just like all over the place oh i Uh, won't yeah she wouldn't even if i sent her a different platform she just would i mean she would maybe open it out of pity or something but we just we, we just are both on instagram we just do that yeah so anyway that would be one situation i have whatsapp installed for exactly one person like like an investor just one person and that's what they use so that's what i have to use you know and so like i'm just like oh man you know like um I'm going to not uh that would be not nice to not have and then i don't know i'm looking at text like X, you know, old Twitter, man, like I don't like logging in there anymore. So maybe that would be cool. You know, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't, so you don't miss a Twitter DM that that could be kind of nice. You that know? can be business. That can be a, hey, come speak at our conference. You know, that's like one I kind of don't want to let linger for a month. You know, I think, right. I, you know, that uh, who was honeycomb.io where they do documentaries about people or whatever. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? They did like the react documentary yes. the, the uh, or the, um, who knows graphql, GraphQL view yeah, yeah yeah and they did like developer people too i'm i'm surprised you haven't had one but um anyway yeah, you they, listening they, people i need a documentary about myself please do the chris Coyer documentary please everyone's yeah. asking about it and a million people come to me tears in their eyes they say where's the chris Coyer documentary they don't you know 
Um, they say that, but I think they wanted to put me on one, but I missed it. And then it was like a year later. Cause it went into the like trash dump, uh, DM folder, you know, like the, right. the I like that there's the know. trash dump and then there's the trash, trash dump. There's yeah, like, yeah. The, there's like, <laughs> Twitter either, has another. like three levels, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, it's like people, you know, people you kind of like don't know and probably not good, you know, um, it's just it's just labeled Bitcoin, and so um, uh-huh. anyway, anyway, I would like sometimes opportunities, quote unquote, come through there, and I I wish I would have like picked up on some of them, you know. But oh well, yeah. So maybe this is for me. Maybe this text is for me. I maybe I like that automatic owns it. Automatic tends to not, and maybe that's stepping into hot drama, kachung. Yeah, they tend to not ditch stuff you know um but that's right tumblr's been in the uh it was a bad week for that it was yeah of all the they're so good at it um until this tumblr thing but i don't i don't think it was like automatic mismanagement they gave it their all they Mm -hmm. they spent tons of money they had tons of staff they improved the site they had a good stewardship over it and it just didn't uh, didn't do what it needed to do. I mean, I don't I don't feel like that's a ah mad at automatic moment. I, They're yeah, not, not mad mandated at, to burn money on it. Yeah, they did. They gave everyone a free blog to put their weird uh, furry <laughs> porn on, <laughs> and uh, you know they did what yeah. they had to do, and uh, not enough people used it. Some or people whatever. blame them for that, but I it, but it was it it was the previous owner that had killed the porn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they it was gone by the time they Which owned I, it. I think that was a big one. Yeah, I think that was a big, um, you know, hurt uh, uh, pain for for Tumblr. I think it just was such a sort of out there experimental culture. Like cutting that off hurt artists and hurt you know other people. So not you know, um, I yeah. understand the business decision. You wanted to be on the app store, but. Uh, I think it's just sort of like a hard. I never um, quite got it. Like, uh, I feel a little not older, but I was like, is it just jokes, or can you yeah. be like heartfelt on it? I or think it like, can be heartfelt, live journaling, and then or just share links, memes, and add comments. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's not like I'm under a rock. It's not like I'm stupid. I just didn't. Uh, if I had a Tumblr, I mostly thought of it as like ultimate goal with Tumblr is a coffee table book. You know. Like you, if you had a weird idea, I'd be like, oh, this is a good Tumblr, you know? Like I saw this picture of a waterfall the other day that had googly eyes on it and thought it was funny. I was like, I should be, I should be the waterfall googly eyed Tumblr guy. Yeah, do it. That should be, <laughs> that's it. Not anymore. It's dead. It's not dead. It's, it's not well, dead. That, I'm I, sure. I think that was like, like where like stuff white people like came out, you know? And, um, right, uh, right, right. I'm I sure I have a book of like really cool tree houses somewhere that was that was a Tumblr first. So that's in my mind. It's stuck on that. I feel like that was sort of it. It was like, you know, the uh, like there are a lot of comics on there. You know, people putting uh, uh, yeah. like serialized comics and funnies and stuff like that. So I felt like that was just it. It's like you had it. I built some Tumblrs like we did like a. I feel like I had a dribble based Tumblr or something like that. I literally don't remember. Anyway, I know I had some Tumblrs, but I, I just like, you know, it was just like, I think you could just kind of, it was a quick way to be like, I'm going to put junk on the internet. And I think that was cool, you know, like less serious mode. You know, it took the serious out of blogging, I think. 
And that was cool. But so yeah, okay. So so now we have this combined app and our messages are on there, although there's some caveats, right? If people are uh I heard some comments like a- Apple's one is forever talked about, right? Because it's blue bubbles and green bubbles and all that garbage, right? Mm-hmm. And it's this mm-hmm. it's annoying thing that I really wish we could put behind us. So Apple will work on it. Uh, well, dude, they they they're tight on cash, so we give them some grace, Chris. It's, right, it's a tough but market. Part of it is that they want to do fancy stuff. Like messages does evolve, right? Like you can, mm-hmm. I don't know, put stickers on messages, and you know, fireworks, you can reply to and, them, and you can edit stuff. Yeah, and fireworks. There's all this special stuff. There's in lasers. There. And to me, it's like yeah. it, I don't. I kind of want them to keep doing cool stuff in there like isn't that mm-hmm, what we mm-hmm, want mm-hmm. as tech people is you know I, it's tough to call it innovation because it's like it's fireworks in a text area but let's call it innovation you know yeah it, it, you know that that was my point with texts is like are you're not going to put fireworks in texts then right you're not going to have like stickers in the same way that they do my instagram groups aren't going to work like the exact same way right you're not going to like, what if I, ha- you know, like if CodePen has texting now too, and we actually execute the HTML, CSS, and JavaScript as part of text messages somehow, you're not going to do that, right? That's weird. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. There's like, there's probably a line where they'll draw that's like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So then it makes it this smoothed over texting experience where it's like, if you send a photo, that's cool. Text is cool, but... We're not going to like implement all the proprietary crap from all these. Well, yeah, the they had all the reactions and stuff like that. So it's like you know, it's like so and so liked your post or whatever. You know, it's like uh, different. Maybe uh, yeah, I could see them doing that because there's so many. Like that's pretty common now across yeah. the board. I don't. I don't know what my point is. It's, it's just kind of interesting. And then it's like, should it be instead of them, somebody like Tex having to come in and be like, "Well, obviously the world isn't going to agree on a protocol here, so we're going to have to be the glue that glues it all together." You know, another way you could attempt to fight this is be like, "Can can we get back to Jabber?" Or have you seen Matrix? That's another one of these. Like, there should be one defederated you know, consistent API for messaging and you can build stuff on top of this and everybody should get on board with that. Yeah. Well, uh, I feel like who has it drew some drew I'm blanking on the last name a long time ago, like started making protocol. I think like kind of like a social media kind of protocol and to replace email and whatever, you know, but I don't know. It'd be interesting. Replace email. I think it was just like a, like a real time email or something. I don't know. Uh, cool. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's making me think of the the, the Google thing. What was uh, that? Circles. Uh, circle Square. Wave. 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 It was a wave. Yeah, they're like, what if we invented email today? And everybody was like, I. I'm going to watch this because <laughs> that seems pretty interesting. I'll never forget. It's a lot of action. Gina, Tri- That's a Gina lot Trapani of- at the time really wanted it to, to work. I don't know why I remember that detail so much. She was the, like the editor of Lifehacker at the time. Really, really into it. And just like, I think wrote a Ooh. book on it and stuff. Yeah, but I was like, that made me care. You know, that shows that that's that, you know, web personalities matter sometimes. People care what Dave Rupert thinks. Hey, about technology. Hey, just want to throw this out there. Web components having a moment. Uh, 
Who's Your I'll Boy, say. who uh, released a Web Components course last year and then a guidebook in January. I'm just saying. Ahead of the time. Just saying. Was this a lead-in? Because we have a question here from Chris Corby who says, can you help explain what the situation is with native web components and JavaScript? What happens if JavaScript fails to load or if the user has JavaScript disabled? My impression is that JavaScript is required and web components won't work without it. But I don't have direct experience with web components myself yet. I like the idea. Still waiting to jump in. Uh, and he goes on a little bit, but that's the meat of it. Chris, uh, you sent this in months ago, and and it's a wonderful week to get to the question. Sorry about the delay there. We're just we're slow sometimes. There is so much. This is like the hottest week in talking about HTML-based web components that ever was, I'd say. Yeah. And yeah. by week, I mean we're recording a week ahead. So last week was hot. Yeah. <laughs> so last week was hot. Then we all went to Thanksgiving in America and uh, uh, when did. things slowed down. On the top level, you're exactly right. Web components require JavaScript. Like you have, if you want to use that custom element like Dave's map, Dave dash map, you have to say custom elements define Dave dash map and bind that to a JavaScript class. That said, that's sort of all you have to do, you know? So is, is that JavaScript? Yeah. Sort of it is. It's a little bit of JavaScript, but um, like that's kind of all you have to do to get a web component. And then in there, you can have a single method called connected callback that does all your things like bind your click events and inject SAS or CSS, sorry, and then, you know, uh, modify text or whatever. Uh, that, that one method you can kind of just do a bunch of stuff in. And so, um, but it's up to you how much HTML goes into your web component. So it can just, Jim Nielsen actually had a really good, uh, excellent blogger, Jim Nielsen, uh, had a awesome post called HTML web components. That's what people are calling them right now. Uh, I think Jeremy Keith kind of put that in the zeitgeist here, but, um, but he kind of goes through and he's just like, here's how you do it in react, right? You have like a. Yep. Uh, it very encourages props, let's say, you know, props. Yeah. a lot of props. And you can pass children in rack components, and I do plenty of that. So while I was reading it, I was like, well, actually, Jim, I pass children all the time in my components. But then I was like, but do I really? And it's not as, yeah, I get it. It's mostly attributes or props. Yeah, mostly props and spreading and drilling and all that stuff, which isn't necessarily bad. I saw some stuff people like saying like, why is prop drilling always bad? You know, I think it's just, uh, maybe, I don't know, weird, but, uh, anyway, he goes like, this is fine, but then like, you need like some sort of server side thing to like render it. Right. Um, but like what you can do with the web component is you can do the same thing where it's all just like JSX. It's just going to render on the client, or you could say like, like user dash avatar has comes with an image, you know, like it's, as a child element and then all your thing does or as named slots that's another thing you can do right but then uh, and then yeah. you can like kind of you know then you can kind of add this whole like you know fancy tool tip you know you could just use a basic image with an alt attribute as your normal and then like add a fancy tool tip uh on top of that so anyway it's just an example of like there's a few things you can do in web components you can have like no html a little HTML uh, or a lot of HTML with all these name slots that plug into different places. So uh, maybe I'll write a book 
or, or a book. I said book. No one wants a book for me. Maybe I'll <laughs> write a blog post on it. That'll be the length of a book, and then somebody will want it. Yeah, yeah. Sell it for money. You know, I saw um, what's the Icelandic fella's name that we all like? Balder. Balder mm-hmm. Berjansson. Balder. Yeah. Um, has a course coming out that's just written. I think it's just like a blog post for sale which I think is kind of cool in a way. A text-oriented course using only video when necessary. I love that because it, I don't know, it seems like up, up my alley. Like sometimes I'm like, I, I, I like video. Ooh, I have a whole tirade about video I want to do with you. Ooh, give it and, to me, yes. Yeah, and, and um, but it seems like a stretch for me. I'm not as good at it as I am at writing, I think. But his new he's got a new course coming out called Uncluttered. And it covers a lot of ground, but here's the, you know, the one sentence intro. Free yourself from Node with import maps and test-driven web development. Ooh. Which and then to, to to me, I didn't go ooh. I was like, oh, that sounds boring. <laughs> no. A little bit. But then I I read his he's got a very good landing page for it. And I was like, wow, actually, he's talking about lots of stuff here. It's not just about import maps or whatever. It's about all kinds of web development, like, you know, give yourself a better life of web development, essentially. But so fascinating, like elevated import maps to the highest echelon of this pitch for this course. And I'm like, I know what import maps are. I don't, I think they're kind of cool. I'm glad that we have them on the web, but it doesn't seem like this thing that like saves us from anything it's just mm. nicety really i don't know like it's a way to I, I get it. it's a step away from build processes a little bit uh, but yeah I, i'm very, i'm gonna take this course because i'm like you you're making a strong case here for some Ooh, this is like just the perfect nerd snipe isn't it just like because it's a lot of it's about testing, right? Like it is what I'm reading on the the site here. Yeah, I, I do not know how that adds into it. But again, I know what test driven development is. But why is that so vital to this new way of development? I don't understand. Well, yeah, that's a, now I'm like, wait, how does import matches fix testing? <laughs> I'm just like, wait a minute, how, yeah, does, how are these how, those two how, things even is, related at all? How does this work? I, now I gotta know. It's sixty dollars to find out. Fifty nine dollars. I can do it. So yeah, I don't know. I I I'm curious. Yeah, we have a lot of tests in in Luro for, and they're all Jest tests. And I'm not a fan of Jest. So if Jest tells me one more time it doesn't know what an ESM module is, I'm gonna just freak out. So oh God. I just like brother, you, it's 2023. You don't want to be Jest these days. They had to, you know, it's, it's it seems easy, right? Ah, it's just some expectations and then you're like oh yeah. but we have to recreate the universe in order to run them so yeah kind of yeah we kind of like fake a whole browser every time you write a uh, expect foo to equal bar we kind of have to like mm-hmm. run a whole browser so well we kept we keep we keep wow we're like t- we're like 10 tirades deep into this Text, thing huh <laughs> <So> <laughs> web components well no, we, were with, we? we were with chris and web components yeah and uh i love how you put all that you know but it, but it turns out that you know like if you had an avatar prop in a react component maybe just instead of an avatar prop just put an img tag inside the html 
and that's your prop for your right. avatar, you know, and you can pluck that out and use it if you if you plan on messing with the HTML in there, which you probably do. That's kind of the point of web component. You can grab that thing and move it around if you want to, or like you said, use a slot. I love the idea of slots, but in this hot week that we're talking about, everybody's mo- so hot on light DOM, which means don't use shadow DOM, which means you don't have to worry about all the styling problems and potentially reaching in with JavaScript problems and stuff. There's just been a little bit of love for the idea of not using the shadow DOM. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I think like I'm for it. I'm, I'm like, let's explore that world. I think eventually we'll come around like the final answer will be like, uh, slots are kind of cool. And like, you know, so any of the extra Chrome you add should probably be shadow, but like, but I think just showing people that you can do most of the stuff in light Dom and never yeah. deal with shadow Dom is very attractive to people. I mean, you know, people like Eric Meyer, uh, Miriam Suzanne, like people who are very good at internet, very good at websites, very good at CSS are now considering web components as, as a more viable technology uh, for the kind of JavaScript they write, you know, which is right. like, like that says something. It like, does. I, and also the, the, my, your muscle memory can start to kick in here. It ha- I wrote two web components yesterday, Dave, just in, you know what, how I wrote them. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, they weren't, they're not, interesting they're a little interesting they kind of connect to the video thing if we get to that it, but is uh you know how like you had muscle memory for jquery and be like all right i'm gonna write some jquery let's see what do i do i type a dollar sign dollar, and then yeah. i parentheses and then i'll write a function i'll write the little dom ready listener thing and then i'm gonna write a dollar sign to select what i want there's just a little like muscle memory that you're just like ready to write it when it came time to write it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like you can get there with web components too. You really just write like, okay, well, class, Chris component, extends HTML element. And then do I need a constructor here? Sometimes a constructor is nice, but if I don't even plan to use this in there and call internal methods, which I may not, I don't even need it. So screw that. I'll just write connected callback, which is the real magic of web components, as you've pointed out to me. I really like that the idea that it, it's self-instantiating. Like whenever the HTML finds one of those suckers, it runs the connected callback when it's ready to run. Yeah. Which is very useful. And that connected callback, you can put all your code for it in pretty much, you know, if, mm-hmm, if it's just a pretty mm-hmm. simple component that just like attaches a couple of click handlers or, or whatever, or needs to like shuffle the DOM around a little bit and get it all ready to look at. You can all do all that in the connected callback. You know, it could be the one and only function in there. So I'm just saying you can get to the point where your muscle memory is like, it just slaps together a little web component around the thing you're trying to add interactivity to. Yeah. And I think that's like kind of very, a great place to start. I mean, I I have a few places in my code where I was like, Ooh, I'd like to, you know, like a little filtery thing on my bookshelf. And then I was making a new projects page and I was like, Ooh, maybe I need the filtery thing to like filter active and, you know, inactive projects. And, um, you know, I just was, anyway, it was like, Ooh, that'd be a great place for a web component. You know, I think it's all using V. Um, yeah, 
It's using V. So here's an, the thing. I hate that there's nuance to this because I, I want to eliminate as much of that as I can. But here, here, remember a few episodes back, probably like 10 or something. I was like, would a footer be a, a cool idea? For like, let's say, you you know, you, you have a couple of different sub sites and you're like, I just want to share the footer between the two sites. This is still like, I think, a interesting idea. But that's where this nuance comes in. I'm like, if I want a good HTML fallback, like this question from Chris that Cornby that we we got here, I don't want to have to put all the HTML of the entire footer in my footer web component. That's like not useful then. The idea is sharing this HTML abstraction between multiple sites. I'd mm-hmm. rather put that HTML into the connected callback or whatever and some big template literal of JavaScript because then when, when I have p- different people consuming the web component, I can say, just use the footer, just sla- slap around there. And then when we change the footer, we change the, the where you're consuming the component from and everybody gets the footer updates. But if you tell everybody, oh, you know, use the site footer component, but <laughs> you have to put all the HTML in yourself, you're not getting that much value. Like it's a great fallback. It's progressive enhancement. Yay, yay, yay. But you're not getting that HTML abstraction then, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that's sort of the weird part. So if I have that, that again, that scale of like, okay, here's what you can do. You can do like, no, you know, uh, just a, the element. You can do the element with a little bit of light DOM, an element with the name slots. There's another one where you do the element, with declarative shadow DOM templates, which is basically like you pre-render the template inside the element, and then when the shadow DOM takes over and injects actual stuff, it'll show up. So browsers can ren- render with JavaScript off that declarative shadow DOM template. That's the SSR story. But you kind of need like tooling in place to inject that yes. pre-compiled template. Uh, so I'm only talking about no build process. But as soon as there's a build process, then you can solve this. You can solve this, yeah. Where web components are good is if they have to go to different sites or products. Like, and those teams are delineated inside your company. You know, like team A and team B are working on two different things, two different ways, but the footer needs to be the same. Awesome. Let's let's create a component that does that. A web component would be a really great choice for that situation, but you're not going to get any of the pre-rendering it still gets SEO'd, but you just don't get any of the pre-rendering. Yes. But if you need more, you could do the declarative shadow DOM stuff or, or like build tooling for that. But I, I would, you know, I don't know if you need that exactly. So, or maybe you have some dummy content that gets filled in, you know, maybe it's like you, you call it the four column footer and you have four columns and people can put whatever they want in there. But one of the columns is going to be the MailChimp form, you know, and that's, like we inject that because that requires JavaScript anyway or something like that. So there's a few, um, you know, obviously it depends on what your situation is, but yeah. Um, but there's levels of, oh, there's answers for all this. Yeah. Pretty cool. I, and that's maybe what's most interesting to me about web components right this minute um, is there's different ways to do it. Whereas in a react or in a viewer in a spelt, there's kind of just the one way to do it. Right. Like it's like, you're embracing this framework's component model. Your code fits into that framework. Web Components gives you just a little bit of flexibility to do it whatever way you need to do it. And 
uh, that's going to give people yay good feelings and that's going to give people bad, bad feelings. So, um, it's, I, I hopefully, yeah, hopefully you have a, a, <laughs> a way to discern those feelings. So indeed. Well said. Okay. So, okay. We finished the web component stuff. We have to do that every week. That's where under martial law yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Front end masters makes me, it's part of my contract. Oh. <laughs> they make me, uh, but I that. am into it. Like I said, I, I think I got the muscle memory now and I'm just like, I'll just slap that together. I'm going to make reuse a heck of a lot easier. I almost wish there was like a, I don't know, like a, I don't want to have to put it on NPM. Mm. You know, that seems like a stretch for me. I wish there's like a simpler way to like boot it up there. So I guess code pen kind of is, you know, is so you can, we have those URL extensions. So the JavaScript of a pen is just the pens URL.js, you know? Pen, pens are a pretty good uh, uh, NPM vehicle, you know? Like it's pretty. Yeah. So you could just like import directly from it. Like you could use ESM from a pen URL. That'd be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that actually work though? Yeah, it should. Like if you, like if you export some JavaScript in a JavaScript file, it can still run on the same page, right? Like you don't have to import it to then use it, do you? No, it's just, export's just like a bonus keyword that yeah. you can still yeah. call that function on the same page that it's on, right? It's just is also exported. Ugh, I should know that. But I think it would be a, um, no versioning, I guess, on CodePen, but, you know, most of these are just so small and simple, you don't really need that though, you know? So Yeah, like um, you're going to yeah. get, you're going to get the new one. <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. getting the upgraded. Not forever. <laughs> I'll say the version of the new version of Codepen I'm working on has, um, you know, versions. Ooh. And it may not even launch when we launch it to beta. It almost certainly won't. But I, I will say that it, 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 even though it's not launched, like behind the scenes here, they are in there. Like we, you can't just slap versions on later to a product like that. I've yeah. learned from my genius co-founder Alex is like we can't, we can't design a system and then later be like let's add deep versioning to everything. It's like <laughs> no, we had to design really from day one. We've been working on this thing. It's been versioned the whole time. Wow, Op- opens up some interesting possibilities. But yeah, even if the UI isn't uh, showing you versions, we'll we'll kind of have them, and they will. Because it's, it's just a kind of an almost an obvious feature, you know. In a way, this is us ha- jumping ahead and doing some really cool stuff uh, unseen before. And some of the stuff is like, yeah, you should be able to invite your friend to a pen. <laughs> like you should Ooh. have been able to do for a Google Doc for 10 years, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's a cool How feature to be. How many pens are like collabs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, I mean, I'll use the heck out of it because I do a lot of prototypes, right? And like... Uh, one thing about prototypes that's cool is you can a lot of times prototypes tell a story over time. So you're like, here's where we started and here's where we got to, you know, like which one do you like better? You know, or yeah, yeah I think that'd be cool to kind of go b- roll back in time and see old things. So. Pretty cool. All right. Well, speaking of blogging, you had an interesting idea here. To- well, yeah, I guess we could. Uh, Wrap up the automatic conversation. No takers on the $38,000 blog for life or whatever, 100-year blog, I think, automatic. Yeah, did so, you see that? Fascinating. Um, which no one took us up on the the $38,000 uh, sponsor for life. What, what, did we, what did we offer? You could be 
uh, yeah, you're a ad t- for t- life. Patreon member for life. Yeah, you can be in the Discord. Patreon member for life. I'd yeah. consider it free, actually. Once you've paid us $30,000, $38,000, we will never kick you out of the Discord. Yeah, I think that's like pretty good. It seems like a pretty I'd good I'd say one. it's you're saving money. Yeah, no takers on that either. So that's surprising. But um, uh, anyway, so uh, just about blogs. Um, uh, who, who is it? Annie greens. Lol is the Annie, uh, or Ann, uh, Sturdivant is, is the person's name, uh, has this just had a good blog post called the types of blog posts. And I thought it was really good. And you and I both blogged. So I thought we could run through this and see if we do these types of blog posts. Okay. Does I've already good? learned a lot. I've never read Annie. I'm so sorry, but I'm going to subscribe to you right away. And I've never seen the software that you build your blog with. So I'm learning lots of stuff, but let's go. Types of blog posts. Do we do yeah, them or not? Uh, yeah, because I got through, she she references people I do read, like Olu and um, uh, Matthias, and uh, so, so people I do read. But um, yeah. anyway, so the first one is personal anecdote. Like uh, you saw something and uh, you want to like do a take, right? That's a, a take. You know, yeah, the little, yeah. The, so it could be news. Is this, would it like I read a book? Does that count? Or is that that could, too... that could work? Yeah, yeah, like a personal sort of take, right? Like I read a book, or I, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Those are my. I'm going to say it's my favorite, even though we've only we're only one we're into one, this list. One in. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, popular bandwagon trend. Uh, top ten jQuery plugins. Uh, oh, uh, I was React confused at first. That's what it means. Cool. Like use a thing that's already going around. Yeah, yeah. Blog on something that's already going on or twice a know, year, three times a year. I like that. The like, what's your day like? What software do you use? That tends to go around. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I, what's your desk like? I will never. <laughs> when somebody posts like a Apple software I use, I will never like not read it. You know what I mean? Like I, I will always read that post. If oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I. I read one today and liked it. One of these, like, this is the screenshot tool I use, the color picker I use, the email service I've used, which that was the one that was interesting to me. It was like, ooh, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, I will. It's funny. Like, I literally blog every week's little something about email. It's just still on my mind. I still think it's like a, a cool mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I, sometimes I'm like, I'm so dumb about email. You know, like, I don't know any of the, like, deep techie stuff around it, really. And I also don't know what the whole spectrum of software is that people use. I got to start interviewing people more. But yeah, I saw one, even like Fastmail, which I'm sure this this the people that listen to this podcast probably know all about. I'm like, I don't really get it. <laughs> Why <laughs> do I want Fastmail? Yeah. yeah. It's Gmail, but not Gmail. Okay. Um, we made it too right. deep. So one more. Or there's uh, lots more. There's lots more. Uh, we got the takedown, right? Like, so like you're doing a call out, you're doing like a subtweet, you know, you're, you're taking somebody down a peg, a company, a corporation, a person, you know, these are probably my least favorite, but you know, they happen from time to time, you know? Yeah. Where you've got to call something out. I feel yeah. like I've been, I've just like in the, in the, in the meter, I feel like I've been like a little negative lately. And I'm like, I need to, that's not, it's not, not me. Like I'm negative sometimes, you know, but I'm not trying to turn my blog into this like yelly thing. Mostly like, mostly like happy stuff that I like. How many posts, uh, have the word in shitification in your blog title? <laughs> you Corey Doctorow levels, uh, or are you, uh, Man, I yeah. Think- 
I do like those posts, actually, now that I say that. But anyway. I listened to, he was on JS Party the other day. They got, or Whoa. not JS Party, or Changelog, maybe? Changelog, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from that crew, you know. They had Corey Doctor on. I was like, man, he's so good at talking. It's unbelievable. You know, like the guy's just like a super genie, knows all kinds of stuff. I love listening to him talk, but it's absolutely not an interview. Yeah. Like you have him come on the show and he just says words for 60 minutes and then it's over. Like he's not, you're not influencing the direction of that, those words. It's like when you're like trying to like, wait to like drop in on a half pipe. You're like, okay, now, now, nope. Am I going? Nope. Okay. Okay. Just yeah, let great. him go. It's just good. let him go. Just just say wow every thirty minutes. Uh, yeah. No, wow. uh, the educational how to is another one. Uh, I feel like you do this. I mean, you kind of built a business on this. CSS tricks oh, is called out. Oh, we skip the I love you one? We should. Oh, I, yeah. Back up. I love I this, love, and so should you. That's the best. That's a good one. I feel like you've been doing that quite a bit. I've been trying to do more of those. I that's just, all I ever want to do. I like this thing. Right. And then, you know, and if you, and then you, and then it allows you to be a little critical too, I think if you want to, which just wrecks it a little bit, but, but I like that. The educational how-to though, I didn't mean to cut you off there. That's a, that's another type here on Annie's list. I would say those are my most traction posts actually. You know, if I do a little tech, techie right. explainer, those tend to hit pretty hard. So yeah, it's just, you know, People, people, it can be self-helpy, you know, like I'm going to read this because then I'll know how to do it. And that makes me a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. if it's just like, oh, this is some comic I read or like some video game review. I'm like, I know I'm never going to have time for that skip. As, as far as triggering the click, I can see educational stuff for I mean, Oh, look at, she calls out code pen and CSS tricks in that very paragraph. Oh my gosh. See? Thanks, Annie. Look at see? the calls out here. You should link those up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little SEO, right? Yeah, just a <laughs> little bit of juice would be good. Um, the experiential reflection. Um, uh, I don't know. Is this like you took drugs in the desert? Or what is this? It could this be is, technological, uh, though. I think a Julie Julia Evans does oh, this yeah. a lot. The kind of like I've just learned this thing, and I'm going to mm-hmm. write about it from the experience of I'm learning it. Even though it's like the most brilliant technical thing ever <laughs> that I wish I could write, the, her approach is still very like. And then I, you know, did a stack trace of DNS, you know, through the Arctic, or you know, you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But yeah, it's amazing. Um, I mean, even like Julia, or sorry, uh, Laura, Laura Shanks. Like, uh, I took that FizzBuzz interview, and that was stupid. That that kind of post is a pretty good one. You know, like that would be, yeah. a, you know, like yeah. maybe. Ooh, that was one tech. of the hottest drama weeks on CSS Tricks history. I'd say. Really? Yeah. I mean, just I it hit with me. I I, I was like, this seems ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the sob story, uh, lot stories of loss, tragedy, painful stories. Those are. Those are sad. Those are hard. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I bitch about my health a lot, but I don't. Um, yeah, it feels like the like I had trouble traveling is in this category too. I read those posts pretty because I feel like people say they just need to get it out. You know? Yeah, I yeah. have to tell you about how awful this was. Yeah, no, I think that's a. It's it's like the sad version of the experiential, right? Like a, a you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the wrap up would be like things of the week, week notes. I do yeah, vibe checks. Um, yeah, I think that's like. A, I like it because it's like I don't want to think of the title of this post or something. I just want to like say what happened. 
I think that yeah. it's like a way out of having to have a big point. Yeah. I like my vibe checks and my week notes, but sometimes I feel like I lost some content. I could have like, like, I think I maybe need fences around what I post in there. So I don't like write a whole blog post inside there that I want to reference later and can't find. Um, uh, so good point. Yeah. I make would, them smaller. I would probably, or limit. Yeah. Set some guardrails on what you, you weak note about or whatever. But, um, the research essay is another one. Uh, Aaron Kassane's meta in Myanmar would be a great example. Um, Robin Rendell's, uh, you know, essays and stuff like that. Um, those are awesome. So I would think that's cool. Absolutely. Go big. Uh, link list. Uh, I guess this is more like a <laughs> top 10 jQueries, but you know, newslettery posts, stuff like that. Um, Stephanie Walters curated weekly UX design tech. That's good. Yeah. The roundup is in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tend to, I'll tend to scroll to it. Like I get this one, Oh my God, whatever. I'll think of it. But they, they have like, it's a, it's pretty formulaic. There's like a big a p- couple paragraphs are writing at the top. And then like this piece of code that you're supposed to debug or something that has something to do with one of their sponsors. And then a list of like 10 things towards the bottom of the email. And a lot of times I'll just scroll right to that because I'm kind of attracted to the like, hit me quick. Give me 10. You know? Yeah. I There's, um, uh, Clive Thompson has a really good, like, you know, kind of link roundup newslettery thing. Oh, Eric Bailey has a really good one. Section SC mm-hmm. 1.4.1 or whatever. Um, hard to Google, but follow Eric and then go to it. But, um, it's really good. It's like text tangential. It's really good. Um, and then, uh, there's only two more here, but the crowdsource people source, uh, uh, people's choice kind of things like, Hey, what do you guys think of blah, 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 that sort of post. I mean, that's kind of a common one. I think that's pretty popular. So if, if you get responses, so I like that idea of like, there's two hot dramas going on or there, there's, you know, explaining hot drama on the internet could fit into here. Like this person saying this and this person saying that here's the deal. I, I read a good one that like did that for news. Oh shoot. I don't remember their name. Oh, it's driving me nuts. Anyway. Uh, but they, they basically were like, here's five articles like New York times and you know, the Hill or something like that. And they basically were like, here's a summary of what that's saying. Like, Mm. here's their argument. Here's this person's argument. Here's this person. Cool. Mm. Let's do the rest of the article. I thought that was cool. It's like real journalism. And then probably, uh, this podcast, the pretending to know more than I do fraud post. (laughs) No, uh, that this is a good one. I mean, we've all seen it, you know. Oh, that's funny. This that makes this puts this list into weird territory. Then, if we're thinking of bad ideas for posts, we could probably double the the list size or whatever. Yeah, this this there's there's a bunch. You know, hustle culture certainly shows yeah. up uh, pretty well, hard. Here's in, here's a new in, blog post idea. Take Annie's blog post and add more types to it. That's Ooh, for everybody. Extending the extendorama, the the like <laughs> that's a new type, right? That yeah, got one. You know, like you take yes somebody's and. post and you riff on it. You know, you're riffing on the it. The positive is yes, and the negative is the well, actually. You know, ooh, that's good. Oh, there's two variant, two variants of it. Oh, that's really good, Chris. I think we'll have to. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm looking at uh, Annie's. Uh, uh, history you know i'm seeing some part fours and part fives and that gives me the idea of like the blog post that turned into way too many blog posts (laughs) that's a good you know that's a that's a good one 
and then photo blog would be my other one. Just just a bunch of yep. photos, please. Those are good. Oh, so, that's a good one. That's yeah. all. I'm never gonna not like one of those. So. Right. There you go. There's also like remember that blog posts can be, as Dave has proven, one sentence. Yeah. Probably a little rare, but I like it as a alteration. So they can be short, medium, long, anything. Yeah. All right, everybody. Be good. I know Dave's got a meeting. Hard stop. Yeah, hard stop. Hard stop. So thank you, dear listener, for downloading this and your project. So people find out about the show, follow us on Mastodon, because that's the cool one. And then um join us in the Discord, patreon.com slash shop talk show. And Chris, you got anything else you like to say? Mm, Shoptalkshow.com.